Welcome to Path to Peace with Todd Perlmutter. I'm your host, Todd Perlmutter. Our world is a projection of our collective consciousness. The more peace we bring into our lives, the more peace we bring into this world. So let the transformation begin. Human beings are remarkably good at thinking. We have really mastered it. We are so good at it that we do it whether we want to or not. We do it practically 24-7, at least every second of our waking life is practically 100% consumed by thinking. And unless we're doing some activity that forces us into the present moment, we are pretty much always lost in thought. And those activities that take us out of our head and into the present moment are typically things that have to be elevated in order to maintain that effect. We see adrenaline junkies who have to keep increasing their level of danger in order to get that same rush. And similarly... When we are always thinking and that restless mind generates so much stress and a lack of peace, that we really become a slave to those impulses to those urges, to those moments of stillness. That is because that is really our natural, true state of being. That little pause between the words in our thoughts, that tiny little space between the sentences is our natural way of being It is the natural way of being for every animal, for every child and baby and oftentimes when we lose the faculty of our mind in old age, we can even regain that sense of presence at times because it is so peaceful and when our memories fade, and there's no more worries, then sometimes when we can break through the fear, all that's left is a peace and acceptance. Ever since the dawn of civilization and we started to create opportunities to escape the present moment, we started to lose our way, that nature, that inner stillness, peace and calm, where we are just loving life 
and a simple life in the trees with some fruit and a nice little hut for our family and for our tribe. We experienced great peace. And it was only when a few tribes decided to gather together and start farming and escaping the present moment, start to accumulate possessions and power, that was when that peacefulness started to become not so second nature. And we started to see the rise of religion and monasteries and other forms of respite for the weary mind that civilization brings when we are essentially imprisoning ourselves in these box homes, going to these box cubicle jobs and getting in our box cars (laughs) to go to and from. And so we need to take some certain steps, some very easy steps, in order to regain that inner freedom that we had in the wild before we domesticated ourselves. And we started to see all those problems that happen with domesticated animals happening to ourselves. And we're getting sicker, not healthier. And so we have to go to the gym to get some motion into our bodies and to correct that lack of movement we have in our society. Similarly, we need to practice stillness. We need to practice what does it mean to enjoy these lives? What does it mean to have a fulfilling life? And our human right and our human need is to push back on a society that says we need to constantly be working and thinking and achieving and succeeding instead of enjoying and loving and being and cherishing. And we've forgotten how to cherish each and every little moment. Every single expression of life is a sacred miracle. And when we treat it as though it has no value because it isn't bringing us closer to these goals society says we should have, we lose touch with what it means to be alive. We lose touch with that source of love for this life that every animal is imbued with and that we have deep within us 
that sometimes gets so pushed down because it isn't efficient or useful in some way to this society that values <clears throat> to the society that values profits above all else and this isn't to say we don't want money we don't need houses we don't need financial security but when we are constantly thinking we are blind to opportunities we are not creative if our thinking is worried and stressed instead of playful and experimental and so we have to regain that childlike wonder that mindset of a child which is that life is meant to be enjoyed and when we enjoy it we are curious by nature we are active and energetic by nature and when we are constantly stressed we are always draining our own energy and if we are using our stress to motivate us and our fear to push us and we believe that we need our thinking to achieve we are not trusting ourselves we are blocking our true success in life and we are missing out on the journey and we are going to suffer if we are constantly lost in our head not connecting with others around us not truly and deeply being present and feeling that healing joy of life we think we might lose that if we give up our thinking if we trust ourselves instead of our ego which has told us how important it is how incredible and <laughs> essential it is but that is just the ego talking that is just ego games to increase its importance because that's what an ego is and the more inflated the ego the better for it but the worse for us this is when conflicts and relationships break down this is when we suffer immensely at the behavior of other people and we become self-focused and we read into every situation and someone could lose a relative and we could interpret it as they don't like us why are they mean to us that person's mean and this is the problem with an over drive ego and brain that is constantly running away constantly taking us away from the present moment
and really convincing ourselves that we cannot live without it and we're not smart without it. And these are lies and we have to test them out and we have to explore what it's trying to protect us from because the sooner we face that, the sooner we evolve our consciousness, we expand our consciousness, we grow out of our conditioned past and we become the conscious creators of this moment. But it cannot happen when we are always thinking thoughts which stem from our subconscious mind, which stem from every past experience we've ever had that has shaped us and who we are and who our personality is and has created this insecure because it's always focused on the self. So it's self-conscious. And it creates an impatient, unfocused monkey mind. But when we're present, we get to decide. We become patient and focused and in control of where we put our attention, where we choose to direct our thoughts. And in order to get out of that thinking, the one most important thing we have to do is infuse every single moment, every thought, every word, every action that we take, every sound we hear and sight we see. We infuse every aspect of this moment with our sacred attention. We treat this moment as the most important moment on earth. And it is. Because even if some future moment is important to us, it will occur in the present moment. And we will not be ready for it if we have not practiced being present. We will miss that moment. And so we have to give every little detail of our life the sacred attention it deserves and treat it as sacred. Treat our movement with the gentle, delicate mindfulness that it deserves and be as careful with our thoughts as such a powerful phenomenon as the power of thought deserves because thoughts control our emotions <clears throat> they frame our beliefs how we see the world how we feel about others how we feel about ourselves, 
And this most important function, which usually is so negative, repetitive, and constant, and utter chaos, can be tuned out when we tune in to what is truly important, which is this moment, the most important thing there is and all there is. To regain control of our mind, to stop that constant stream of thought and become present as our natural way of being, we need to understand that we are undoing decades of habitual thinking. Thinking is a habit, and this is why we think the same things over and over again. The same situations occur in our life over and over again. And in order to reverse a decades-long habit, it will take a great deal of awareness at first. And we will mess up a lot at first. And it will take a long time to reach that place where it's second nature and habitual and effortless. But like every skill, it takes setting the intention and putting in the effort and practice. And the beauty is the benefits come in right away. The joy and peace make it a delight. And all we have to do is not put too much pressure on ourselves, not demand perfection right away, to expect the long, slow journey, to expect days where we don't see progress, maybe weeks, and then understand that we will look back and realize how far we've come. And it's as simple as every day, as many times a day, noticing your thoughts, noticing what made you think of your thoughts, seeing if you can expand your consciousness to how what you were thinking about sprung out of what you were thinking about before, and see how far you can trace your stream of thought and really understand this monkey mind and how it is so useless when it is unintentional, unconscious thinking. And so the more we become conscious of those thoughts, the more our mind, like a child that's being watched, will be on its best behavior. And every moment of our day, the more moments we have where we catch ourselves thinking and 
bring our attention back to whatever we are observing, whatever we're doing. Each time is creating a new habit. Each time makes it easier. And this is essentially turning our life into a meditation. And sitting meditation is remarkably effective. And walking meditation is phenomenally effective, as is eating meditation, dishwashing meditation, toothbrushing meditation, and vacuuming meditation, and cooking meditation, and everything we do, we give it our sacred attention, and we notice those sacred details, and we feel such gratitude and joy over every little, tiny, beautiful detail in this infinitely magnificent universe. And if we are thinking, we miss them. And this is why we are at peak thought. (laughs) TV and radio already increased our thoughts because we could watch one show and then 20 minutes later we could watch a totally different show and we could be in a totally different world experiencing a totally different place which had never been possible before and with social media we spend about five seconds on each post a couple minutes with each news story and we are in thinking overload and this is why we are also at peak mental health crisis we are thinking our way into mental illness that is the cause of so much mental illness overthinking we can't let drama go we can't let resentment go we are just holding on and holding on to so much and it accumulates and we are just like an ever inflating balloon that springs a leak every now and then and we just try to paste over it with a band-aid but we keep inflating it with air until one day that thing is going to burst and hopefully what we can realize is we don't think our way to mental health what we do is we realize that everything is fine as it is, that we don't have to think anything to solve it, that everything is fine in this universe. We can still work to change things. We can still have goals and plans, but we are more likely to achieve them if we infuse our thinking with the wisdom of presence. Albert Einstein said along the lines, we will not solve the problems of man with the same level of thinking that created them. And when we are able to get out of our head, to see problems from all sides, not just our egos. 
then we can start to see truth. Then, when we go back to thinking with conscious intention, with thoughtfulness, instead of mindless, aimless, unconscious thought, we can raise that level of thinking. And for Albert Einstein, getting present was playing violin or riding his bicycle, where he would come up with these elegant and beautiful equations and ideas. And only when we clear the mind, when we empty that vessel, can we allow for creativity and insights to pour in. We need a clean vessel. And when it is full of cloudy, dirty, muddy water, of negativity and jealousy and fear and greed and panic and complaining and judgment. We are not going to be thinking our best. We are not going to solve mankind's problems or our own problems. But if we give the present moment the attention it deserves, if we truly put all of our care into this eternal moment, our entire life unfolds and blossoms just like a flower, totally effortless, without any striving, without any sadness that it will only fleetingly without any sadness that it will only briefly blossom and it simply gives its fragrance and beauty to us freely peacefully and lovingly and achieves its purpose and so can we We just have to turn this life into a meditation, give it our focus, and discover that which is beyond words, that which words can only point to. But ultimately, we have to leave the words behind in order to experience. You have been listening to Path to Peace with Todd Perlmutter. Being here and putting in this important and noble work is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself and others. If you found this podcast even a little helpful, please make sure to leave a review so it can reach others who may be in need. And remember, the path to peace starts with a single step.